Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the mobile Caltech studios at the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we'll get back to that in a few minutes, though. Let me let me go around the room. Let me introduce the folks sitting here at the table with me. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Hello, Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Don't take a ride through the plaza in an open Cadillac. I'm just going to say that. Don't do that. Don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. Not in front of the book depository. Who's over there mowing that that little hill over there? Little hill there in front of the bridge there, in front of the overpass. Yeah, don't do that. On my left, guarding the door. The legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Kevin? Kevin. Is he still wandering around? I think so. All right, Kev, we'll get Kevin back here in a few minutes. He is uh, he is here. Listen, there's a this is the gun rights policy conference. There's all sorts of law being discussed and oh, legal yes, issues. Oh, yes, yes. So he's, he's, I saw him in the corner drooling and touching himself <laughs> earlier. Um, but he was touching himself like rubbing his own neck. Uh-huh. I just, yeah, I don't yeah. want to, nothing, nothing weird. He's, nothing he's weird. getting excited from all the, all the uh, potential think, court cases. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely, definitely into it. We are, uh, we're here in the, the, I guess you'd call it more the lobby area off of the, off of where the, the conference will be, uh, the, the big, the big hall here at the, at the Westin. And uh, you probably hear the music playing in the background. Uh, we, we, we asked them to turn it down, and they're like, bro, the whole hotel? You want us to turn the whole hotel down? <laughs> so we're like, uh, okay, well, we, we, we'll do what we can do. So we're, we're trying to shield some of the music. We've got to uh, – we hung up some papers, and some we got some big people standing here, so they're trying to help us out. But uh, we we got a great show coming up. We're going to try and do this live, the whole show here, if it doesn't work out. You know, you might be a musical selection or two. You know, <laughs> it doesn't work out. Blame Mike. <laughs> that we that we play for you. You know, if it, if the if the timing doesn't work. So so we're trying to do it. Uh, oh wait a minute, Kevin's not here. 
We blame him. That's right. He's yeah, not here to defend himself. Definitely Kevin's fault. There it's we go. Kevin's That'll fault. teach him. In, in fact, that's he's probably off in a small room being interviewed because they saw him yeah, in probably. the corners ruling. Probably. <laughs> uh, hey, Earl. You know, we were gonna we had had a story with Kevin we were gonna talk about, but since he's not here, <laughs> the heck with him. Um, let's. Uh, there was an incident that happened at the gun store earlier this week, and, <laughs> and there's some tips. Let me see. Let me, let me put this tip out, and then uh, oh, this then you, is funny. you can this give us a, you can give us some background on it if you want. I'm just gonna say as a tip, if you're going into a gun store to buy a gun, don't have warrants. You yeah, know? exactly. And don't have felony warrants. Don't have felony warrants involving guns, and then go to a gun store and try and buy a gun. So, you, you, I'll, I'm gonna let you tell a little bit of the details. Remember. He's not convicted yet, so yeah. you know, the butt well, clown still. I wasn't yeah. gonna name any names. You know, got a phone call, somebody pricing and wanting to order some, you know, a couple of handguns. I gave him a price. We agreed upon it. He gave me a credit card. Said he had a uh, concealed carry permit, so we can handle the the background check and all that. And right. With the with the carry permit, there's no three day wait uh, upon approval of Correct. that background check. Yeah. Uh, place the order. Called him when they when the inventory arrived. Hey, they're ready. Come pick them up. Shows up. Breaks out one driver's license. Well, most of a driver's license. Well, no, the, the first <laughs> one he broke out was was oh, uh, was, the, was, was the, current the current valid. One. Okay. The address didn't match of what he wrote down on the forty four seventy three. Yep. Ding ding ding. Red flag. Yep. Whoop. Hold on. We we've. This is a speed bump. We yeah. you know there are some things we can do. Breaks out another driver's license that has a different name on it, different address. Oh, and is expired by four years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and know, listen, for those listening to us around the country, in, in Florida, the mere possession of an expired driver's license or an expired ID card is actually a crime in Florida. It's, mm, it's very okay. strange, very weird. But that's why when you go to get your new one, they're like, you have to turn the old one in. Right. So that's that's what uh, one of the things are all keyed on here. And when when an agency gets it, a law enforcement agency, the the Department of Motor Vehicles, whatever, they'll they'll mar it in a certain way. They used to put used to punch them with hole punchers. Now they cut corners off of them. I mean, literally, like take a pair of shears and cut the corner yep. off. That's, that's so what it's this no longer valid. Yeah. So that's what you had. So yep. I saw that from across the room. I went, oh. He's either been arrested for DUI and had his license taken from him mm-hmm. and then given back, or that's an expired driver's license. Right. Yeah, that's that's what it was. I mean, I, I noticed the, the edge cut right off the bat, but then I even looked at it, and yeah, it's it's expired by, by four years. So he keeps telling me, oh, this is what the state told me. This is what the county told me. I said, okay, I report to the federal government. That overrides anything that you've been told. And right off the bat, you know, well, then give me my money back. No, I'm not going to give you a refund just on this. Yeah, buddy, there's a couple of steps here in between. You yeah, know, let's, let's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that, that's where I called you. I said, let me uh, let me run this up the ladder. Yeah, listen, this was clearly clearly uh, identifiable, and Earl also saw the signs. This was clearly identifiable to me as somebody who was who was fishing. Yeah, they were fishing. Yeah, they were was, trying to was, find a way to get around the background check, a way around using the proper ID, yeah. around using the right name, uh, everything else. And there's always a reason for that. Now, listen, you'll you'll get those separatists every once in a while, but they don't have any licenses, and they right. they smell, they, you know, they, <laughs> and they stink. So you you can really they really do, and you can you can uh, you can ID them. But this guy was clearly identified as a uh, as a guy who was trying to fraudulently obtain a firearm. 
Yeah. So I, I, I gave Earl the old uh, the old wink and the nod and the, the steel third base sign, and he went out into the hallway and called the called the local law enforcement agency. Yes, yes, and they they showed up rather quickly. They did, they did, and and here's here's the funny part, the guy left, he yeah. left. We couldn't hold him, he'd left, and while we're standing there with the police, he got so mad he called back up and said, I want to come get a refund receipt. And they said, come on up, bring your original credit card. We're going to need that. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it gets even more, uh, better than that of on the the lunacy is he tried to, you know, kind of threaten me. You know, <laughs> I, I, I want a refund. I called the state. I called yeah. so-and-so. If you don't, you know, you didn't honor your end of the contract, that's theft. If you don't give me a refund, I'm going to show up with the law. Okay, yeah. bring them. Yeah. Matter yep. of fact, you know, tell you what, you're going to bring yours? I've already got some here waiting on you. Oh, they are waiting? Can I talk to them? Sure. Hold on. Yep. And he still showed back up. Yeah. This this guy. Uh, what do they say? It's a. They call it dope for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy had a full dose of it before he came in. That's for sure. So. Yeah. It was a. Uh, listen, you never you never like losing a sale. You oh know? Yeah, but, yeah. but I'd rather not to go to jail over it either. So. Ooh no, that's what I'm not gonna do. Yeah. Uh, hey, folks, stick around. We should have everybody back here shortly at the at the table, hopefully in three minutes when we get back on the air. But uh, uh, we've got a great program coming to you from the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. Stick around. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the mobile Keltex studios. We'll see you after the break. is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech. 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% it's off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT, S-I-R-T, training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the mobile Keltec Studios at the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Hey, be sure to check out our friends at Next Level Training. That's nextleveltraining.com. Nextleveltraining.com. And get your very own CERT SIRT training pistol. You could choose from the Model 110, which is the Glock lookalike, the Model 107, which is the Smith & Wesson M&P style, and the new pocket pistol. Hey, don't have time to get your reps in? This is how you get time to get your reps in. That's nextleveltraining.com. And tell them Arms Room Radio sent you. Uh, Earl, it looks like uh, Kevin Kevin was back, and now Kevin's yeah, gone again. Kevin was back, wandering. and now he's gone again. He's wandering. Yeah. We've got uh, we've got listen we got a bunch more guests that are going to be lining us during the rest of the program. In fact, I believe uh, 
our good friend Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition oh, yeah. will be joining us for probably most of the second hour. We'll have him here <laughs> with us. So I envision he's going to hog all my mic time. He's listen. Uh, he's a Craig's a Craig's a pretty guy. You know, I don't want to say anything. Yeah, I, I don't, uh-huh. don't want to say anything. Listen, uh-huh. I get to see your pretty face all the time. <laughs> I only get to see Craig two times, three times I a d- year. I didn't so. mean you, Mike Time. I meant microphone Oh, he meant time. microphone time. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He, he can have all the mic time he wants. <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> oh, Hey, I got a story I want to talk to everybody about out of the Twin Cities. By the way, a little Twin City fact. If you ever uh-huh. look at the Minneapolis baseball team, the Minnesota Twins, yeah. The logo on their hat is TC. It's the letter T and the letter C. Mm-hmm. And they're the Minneapolis the Minneapolis Twins. TC is for Twin Cities on their hat. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. A little, 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 little baseball. Yeah. Little baseball trivia there. St. Paul police wrongly refused to return firearm lawsuit alleges. This is uh this is this past week. St. Man claims his city's police department has wrongly refused to return his firearm after seizing it during a traffic stop. guess how long ago, Earl? Uh, over a year ago. Yep, two years ago. Two years ago. You know, this is the kind of thing. Two. We, y- wow. Yeah. Two years. We saw this in when we talked to our, our good friend Eric Friday from the uh, uh, from Florida Carry. We'll have him on the program also. Um, Daytona Beach was another one where they did it and they right. held it for for almost a year. And yeah, I remember lawsuit, you saying oh, you were yeah. you were watching uh, you were sitting on went, the, went to the on, trial. Yeah, you went, went to the, the trial the... to sit and watch that. Mm-hmm. But here's one from two years. Two years of the traffic stop. When Mr. Jared Sand was pulled over by St. Paul police in July of 2015, he informed the officers that he had a 40 caliber handgun in the door of his vehicle, according to a civil complaint filed Monday in federal court. Now, you see, this is why Kevin should be here. Exactly. Because not only are we talking about legal issues, but it's a 40 cal. <laughs> and Kevin believes the 40 cal. You have, you got, listen, you basically have a sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Penicillin. Okay. The 40 cal. That's that's yeah, how Kevin yeah, sees pretty it. Much, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Mr. Sand had a valid permit to carry. Okay. So I'm not seeing anything wrong yet to warrant seizure of said firearm. There, There is... Well, I would just read the rest of it for you. Okay. After finding a small amount of marijuana. Oh, okay. Yep. And Over di- and done with. And a digital scale during a search of the vehicle. Okay. The officers arrested Sand and his passenger and confiscated Sand's gun, according to the complaint. Okay. Sand's passenger admitted the marijuana and the scale was his, and Sand was released without charge, the complaint said. Okay. Okay. So you, you understand this. Uh you know, the cops, they're on the scene. You know, they, they get some marijuana at that right. time. I, listen, I don't, I'm not sure in Minnesota if they have recreational marijuana or not, but I'm going to guess at the time of the arrest, it wasn't legal. <laughs> yeah, because, two years ago, yeah. Because I mean, they arrested him for it. So. it well, two years ago, was it even in the big states I don't that know. it's in now? I don't yeah, know. So. I, I'd have, okay, I, so I've just got, for conversation, yeah. we'll go with, you know, it, nothing. It was illegal. At the yeah, time. it's yeah. illegal. So uh, so now they, they uh, the, the other guy comes forward and, go, and says, listen, my, you know, my weed. My weed man, my scale, okay. not his. And, and this does say small amount. This wasn't trafficking. This wasn't kilos. This wasn't baggies. This wasn't this wasn't Mr. Sand was the protection mm-hmm. while the other guys, you know, at the window selling it. Okay. Th- this seems like, uh, you know, this guy had this in his pocket or maybe, and here's what I could tell you from experience over and over again, the cops start walking up, they pull it out of their pockets and they drop it because then guess what? It's no longer in their possession. Now the cops got to figure out who it belongs to. And, and that's the that's the thinking. But you know what the cops do? It, it's Everybody in, goes to jail. Okay. Yeah. I was I was my thought was is if okay if it's in the vehicle 
who's ever in control, uh, possession of the vehicle is now responsible. You're, you're close. They call okay. it constructive possession. Okay. So basically whatever's in arm's reach. And this is the same rule that's used with firearms when you're transporting them. Okay. So it's the same rules with contraband. It's whatever's in arm's reach. If that guy drops it below his seat, yeah, it's probably the guy that dropped it below his seat. Although, you listen, you and I drive every day. I know how easy it is to reach over to the seat next to me and push it back if I wanted to. They call that constructive possession. Maybe the rule up there, maybe the law up there, the, or the guidelines are driver goes also. So you might be 100% right on that one. Okay. But they didn't release the gun. In the, inter in, in the intervening two years, Sanders made several requests, submitted in writing, to have his gun returned. But all have been denied, according to the complaint. Most recently, he received a letter from the St. Paul Police Department on August 22nd saying Ramsey County's evidence retention policy requires that the gun be sent to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension for ballistic testing and then be held by the police department until July 2008. So, Earl, I want you to, see, I want you to think about what I just said. His gun went to gun jail. Yeah, exactly. His gun now, went to gun jail for three I'm, years. I'm, the, I'm double checking you on your dates. You said 2008. 2018. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just like, that yeah, was a while ago. Yeah, there's not a time traveling gun. It's not a time traveling gun. It's just okay. A, yeah. So for three years, they say their policy is to hold it for three years and send it off for forensic analysis. Though this okay. is this is like this is this is okay. as if you get pulled over and the police say, "Listen, we found this small amount of marijuana on you." We're also going to take your car stereo because it might be stolen, and we're going to hold it for three years and see if it comes back stolen. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, that's that's where I'm looking at it. I mean, yes, I'm looking at it with inexperienced uh, in the legalities uh, eyes of, okay, yes, I am armed in a vehicle with someone who admitted to being in possession of contraband. Right. Like we said but, last week, never go with somebody and you go, he got weed, he got weed. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But I would tend to think of, okay, he fessed up. There, there's no suspicion of me. Exactly So right. then I would think no suspicion of me, no suspicion or anything like that of my property. Well, we know exactly what this is. This is going to be an anti-Second Amendment policy. This is going to be an administrator or somebody in the city police department that says guns are bad, get rid of the guns on the street. Yeah. Uh, Sands' lawsuit, which names St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell as defendant, claims this constitutes a violation of Sands' Fourth Amendment protection against unlawful search and seizure and his Fifth Amendment right to due process. Well, well clearly so. And, and one of the reasons it's come up to our attention here at the Gun Rights Policy Conference because it's a violation of his Second Amendment rights as well. Right. And that's where you get people like uh, you know, uh, Alan Gottlieb involved with this, this kind of case and the Second Amendment Foundation. Uh, Sand is seeking unspecified damages and injunctions against the St. Paul Police Department, barring the retention of firearms that are no longer being held as evidence without a hearing and barring the warrantless search of firearms that are not part of an ongoing criminal investigation. The lawsuit also seeks class action status, which says right there, there's others in the same circumstance. There's yeah, others that yeah. have had their firearms taken and not had them returned. Of course, the police department does not comment on petting litigation. Oh, of course. St. Louis police spokesperson said this past week. I just had a funny thought with especially being here at the gun rights policy and listening to uh, that, that you said, okay, he's violated her. He has had his first, second, and fourth amendment. Second, fourth, and fifth. And fifth. Yeah. Okay. What's the third? 
I've never heard the, oh. third. the third. is uh, <laughs> the third is off, off the top of my head that uh, soldiers shall not be uh, shall not be housed in your home uh, unless it's the time of war, unless it's okay. the total out all out war, and they're using <laughs> your house for defensive purposes or something like that. You you shall be a. Uh, uh, it's the. I'll have to pull it out here in a moment. Because you, you kind of got me on, on the stump. Oh, but it's, oh, oh, shiny. But no, by, by date, it's, or excuse me, by, by line for line, it's uh, there, soldiers shall not be housed in, in homes unless it's during the time of yeah, war, I, from what I recall. You bringing it up, I kind of remember, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but okay. It's just, we always hear first, yeah. second, and fourth. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I'll tell you what, I, I, I do know that the third is one of the uh, amendments that has never been before the Supreme Court. It's one of those, booyah, this is it, don't do it, and nobody has. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey, listen, we got uh, we got more program coming up for you after the break. Hopefully, we get Kevin back here. Kevin, yeah, he's get wa- over here. watering off. We'll get him back here after the break. So uh, stick around. We got we got a bunch more program coming for you. And who knows? Who knows who we're gonna get wandering by, walking by, and we'll get you a segment with them. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios, the Mobile Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family-owned and operated GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you, or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag, visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hey, everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G U N T E C. 
usa.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Mobile Caltech Studios in Dallas, Texas, at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Hey, Earl has wandered away from the table. We're not... Still not sure where Kevin is. Kevin was here a few <laughs> minutes ago, and he's gone away. So, so I drafted a new co-host for the remainder of the program. And listen, I, I know you guys love him. We hear it from you all the time. Please, please welcome as my co-host for the for at least for this segment, maybe the remainder of the program. We'll see how this works out. I, I think it's going to work out just fine. Uh, Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition. Craig, thank you for joining me here today. Pleasure to be here. How y'all doing? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm doing good. Are you doing all right? I'm doing good. It's good to see you survive Sharknado. Oh my goodness! Listen, um, the, the tornadoes were—they were, were no joke. They were no joke. Listen, we had the hurricane roll through there in Florida, and I saw that there were a lot of tornadoes rolling through. So again, I armed up with my uh, with my Serbu 50 cal, and I sat on the porch waiting for any Sharknadoes that might roll through. And I'm still here, sir. I'm still here. So that—it pays to be prepared. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And like. Uh, I, my missing co-host would say, uh, Mr. Kevin Maxwell, if you're ready for the zombie apocalypse, you're ready for everything. It, there you so, go. <laughs> I was ready for the zombie apocalypse, and I was ready for the Sharknado, and it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So it, it, it worked out rather well. Um, Craig, uh, initial impressions? What do you think of GRPC? We're here We're here uh, live with, with, our, with all the folks. What do you think? Oh, you know what? Already having a good time. Have already had a chance to learn some really good stuff uh, at the uh, two-way media workshop that was, that was held today. Uh, uh, learned some good things in the bar after the <laughs> after the workshop where we had uh, waters and uh, appetizers. Yeah, that's what, we, that's what we did. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Did you use water as a mixer also? Or? No, but no. I did have I did have a tall Dallas blonde, and I sent a picture of it to my wife. That that's a beer for those. You guys have dirty minds. I, <laughs> so look at. I can see them. I see them looking at the radio. You see them looking at the radio? Look at, look at, look, you see the way they're looking at the radio I, right now? I see them right now. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, hey, listen, we, we've got a lot of great people we're going to be talking to you with uh, here at uh, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. First off, if you're in the area, if you're in central Texas, right? Central yes. Texas? Um, if you're in Texas in the Dallas, uh, Irving, Fort Worth area, it's going on all weekend. It's going on till till Sunday. Uh, this weekend, so so come on out and join everybody at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Just go to SecondAmendmentFoundation.org. That's SAF.org/GRPC. SAF.org/GRPC. Hey, the first gentleman uh, we we have the uh, I can't believe we finally got to do it. Um, I, I met we met him last year. We, we're finally bringing him to the program, Mr. Marcus Weldon. Marcus, I know. Listen, I, I don't I don't want to. I don't want to insult. I want to go the wrong way, but everybody knows you as the Santa Claus shooter. First off, <laughs> welcome to the program, sir. Thanks, Mike, for having me on. Um, tell us your story, Marcus. I mean, listen, we got we got uh, we got some time left. You know, we, we we as long as we need to, let's go here. And I want to get into some policy. I want to talk to you about what's going on up there and how things have changed since this. But let's uh, tell us tell everybody your story. If we might, just oh, just sure, before sure. we get started, yeah. just to clarify one thing. He did not shoot Santa. Yeah, thank you. I was getting ready to hit you with that one. That's that's the misconception in the whole story. But unfortunately, I did have a Santa Claus suit on. So right. they, they, it gave it a little ring to it. But uh, back in 2014, I had to use my firearm to protect myself in the life of another, leaving a, a Christmas event, which is why I was dressed as Santa. Right. Uh, it was a it was a job. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, right. So uh, I left, and uh, she had a... Uh, flat tire had to change a tire and it went from changing the tire to defending my life and hers after, after two guys intoxicated uh one of them ended up attacking her and i had to intervene and it became wow. a 
physical conversation between he he and I, and then also became a, a, a shootout between he and I. And right. It went from that to me running literally down the alley from who I thought was the shooter, but turned out to be an off-duty police officer. They had a black Dodge Charger. Okay. So when I was getting chased by what I thought was the individual, turned out to be an off-duty police officer. So not only did I get put on a New York Times as the Santa shooter, I was also the Santa shooter running from police on foot. Right. So it became, uh, I was a vigilante. You know, I, was the vic- I wasn't a victim at all. So Where, course, where was this, Marcus? This is in Detroit. I'm sorry, okay. Detroit, Michigan, right. Uh, right off the I-75 freeway, if you are familiar with uh, right. Detroit. But it was at a gas station, and it happened right during Christmas time, 21st of December, four days before Christmas. Wow, okay. So now... So here it is. You've just gone through this this experience where you know you've defended your you've had to defend your life and the life of another, mm-hmm. and little did you know that that your problems were just beginning. Exactly. The calamity that follows after the actual shooting is worse than the shooting, in my opinion, because yeah. and that, that's what we see every time. Every time yeah. we talk to an individual about this, no matter what state it's from, Florida, New Jersey, uh, Michigan, that that's the issue. And, yeah. and go ahead. And this is like a situation where like you're financially drained, mentally drained, spiritually drained. And even uh, you know emotionally and physically, because it's like one thing that just attacks all parts of you. Because once you, uh, if you don't have any legal representation, like a type of uh, firearms protection or something right, like right. that, you become a victim of the financial portion of it, which just wipes out your 401k, destroys your credit, right. mortgage, everything is you bankrupt, and you become something that's more. You you you're now just a, a statistic in their book because. They the, the prison system just they want money. I mean, it's, right. it, it's you're paying for the actual jail cell you're laying in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Most yeah. people yeah. don't know that. You're yeah. basically yeah. kind of like paying rent almost. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, they try to drain you as much as they can, even if they know they may not necessarily win the case. But their whole thing is if he takes the plea deal, we won. Right. Well, and that, you know, and that's the thing, you know, for, the, for those of you who haven't guessed yet. They actually tried to pro- not tried to prosecute. They actually prosecuted you. Seven felonies. Yes, they prosecuted you on seven felonies uh, in this particular case. And and the reason why they wind up prosecuting is a lot of people don't even know this. You know, in this system, in this country, where you know you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, you're supposed to have a right to uh, a, a, a trial. Over 94% of all cases are actually settled via plea bargains. Yep. So their thing was they were probably hoping you'd take a plea bargain. And that's it. Marcus, you just said there they were trying to get you to take the plea deal. They charged you with seven felonies trying to get you to take the plea deal. Right. But, but what did you do? I ended up fighting it. Uh, it took me a year and was it a year and three months before I actually went to trial. They kept postponing it. Right. So, of course, that was like another draining portion of it, just protracting it out. And um, I just remember like just being tired and just was like, okay, well maybe I should take consideration of this. I think it was a first was a five year deal and a one year deal, but then I snapped out of it and was like, man, you know, I, I'm real resilient. I'm like one of them type guys you you just just like I won't give up. That's something that I have in me for since I was younger, man. And people. I'm a competitor, so yeah, but this is this is <laughs> this, this is your is, life. This is everyday turmoil. It's not like right. you decided at the three quarters point you're going to do this. This is every day of. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to fight this. And then the drain, this is so exhausting. My family, the money, money, you start thinking about it and you're like, maybe I should. It's, you know, we're talking a couple of years and, but then you get to the, again, you come back to it with, 
No, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I did yeah, everything yeah. that was entitled to me. You know, I'm, right. I was defending myself. I, you know, I had my second Second Amendment rights. I was legally with the yeah, firearm. Yeah, legally you know, with you the firearm. Right. You weren't. You weren't in Detroit. You know. You know. You know, with the a gun you found on the street corner, like some you know jerk we just talked about a couple weeks ago in New York who right. shot himself in the leg at a deli or something stupid like yeah. that. Legally licensed and trained with a firearm, yeah. defending yourself and another individual, and you, and it actually. The system puts you in that mindset of, well, maybe maybe, maybe, take, maybe, a few yeah, years. Yeah. maybe take a few years. So how did the case wind up? I ended up being found not guilty of all seven felonies and uh, day after Father's Day in the, uh, it was 2016. But this past two and a half weeks, I actually just got my name fully clear because turns out I wasn't even fully clear. I was leaving out of state and yeah. I and uh, going to different conventions and turned out that my name was still under bond. I couldn't get my carry permit back, couldn't get my firearm back had this injunction order on me, and they did not, you know, whatever they're supposed to do with the yeah. paperwork, they didn't do. Of course not, because it's not important to them. It's not important to them. No. It's your life. Your rights are not important to them. Yeah. I'm curious, did you ever get your firearm back? I'm in the process of doing it now. I just literally got done blasting them on NRA TV and all the news stations until they actually made a statement and sent my attorney email, like, let's talk, basically. You're right, yeah. <laughs> but, please, yeah. watch yeah. them charge them for storage. Well, yeah, oh my goodness! Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. I, every case we talked about, we yeah. talked about one. Um, uh, what Earl and I talked about it last segment. Um, you know, a, a gentleman who got stopped for having a firearm in his car. All charges were dropped. The, the gentleman in the car had some marijuana with him. That guy came forward and said it wasn't the driver's; it was mine. Uh, two years, two years holding a firearm. Two years, yeah. Two years. Yeah, we'll give it back. We'll give it back because mm -hmm. policy is take the firearm. And that's why I, wrote, I actually wrote my book about the whole situation. This is why I did it, because it was a learning tool for people and why you shouldn't take the plea deal and what will happen if you do use your firearm, what you could go through. Marcus, where can they get the book and where can they find out and where can they follow you more? Amazon, of course, is the biggest seller. The Santa Claus shooter, guilty into proven innocent, which is you just let off that innocent to proven guilty. It's not. That's right. a lie. And uh, my Facebook is Marcus Allen Weldon. I also have my website, MarcusWeldon.com. One more time. Where do we get it? Where do we get Amazon, uh, the Santa Shooter, Guilty into Proven Innocent. My website, MarcusWeldon.com. And you also can follow me on social media as well. Uh, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the mobile Caltech studios at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Don't worry. We're going to have Marcus back on the program again with us soon. Stick around. We'll see you after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? 
Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast-to-coast with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the mobile Caltech Studios. We are at the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. I'm still joined by my uh, my guest co-host for the program is uh, Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition. Craig, welcome back. Howdy, y'all. Uh, Craig, it's 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 great to have you back here. Uh, we uh we we've had somebody else wander back in the room though that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna introduce him, and uh, he's gonna say hello to everybody. We want to welcome back to the program, my guest host. No, he's not the guest host. My uh, my my partner on this program, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Kevin, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Michael. Uh, my elbows are gonna be fine, but there there was a there was a. It was almost a jump ball for the taco bar. A jump ball for the taco bar. <laughs> it was, you know, and you got to come down throwing elbows because you know that's the NBA. So. It's, it's it's the way the game is played. Listen, it's this is not uh, it's you, not an easy ball. You, you got to get your eat on. That's right. <laughs> it's exactly. That's why right. I, when I played basketball in high school, it was full contact sport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It was. It had to be tough with the dirt floors though. It was with the balls that didn't have any air in them yet because we hadn't invented inflated air yet. The baskets were actually baskets. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, and you had to have a ladder because they didn't have a hole in the bottom yet. Yeah. It's just keep it up, you guys. At, at what point did keep Mr. Nesmith wander over and go, hey, this looks pretty fun? It, it's the, which one? <laughs> which one? Um, so, Kevin, what do, you, what do you think? What You've been walking around uh, at, the, at the GRPC here for a couple hours, uh, avoiding us, but um, how do you, what do you think of the program so far? Uh, there's so, an enormous amount of intellect out in that room. Oh, boy. There's oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. John Lost just bopping around and went, "Hey, smart guy." Yes, yeah. <laughs> he went, "Well, thank you." Here's thank here's you. here's where I uh, 
here's here's where I knew I knew we'd made it. I knew the program was something big. I went up and I went because we've talked to John several times. I went up and shook his hand. John, good to see you. And he looked at my name tag and said, "What's your name?" And I went, uh, "Never mind." <laughs> never, never mind. Walked away. Yeah, Walked yeah. away. That's right. That's it's like put you right in your yeah, place. Yeah. You? Put you right exactly. in your place. I, I am sure that his mind is occupied with many, many other things. You know, I was thinking pecan pie out there. Do I have the pecan or the chocolate? Pecan or chocolate? And and and, and John Lott, Doctor John Lott's probably worried about uh, you know the Twenty Eighth Amendment to the Constitution. No, he, that he's he, be I, I think soon, when you know? he thinks about food, he thinks about how I cure world hunger, <laughs> and he's probably almost got it figured out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, speaking of big brains. Uh, we, we, had, we, had, we, had, we had another friend wander <laughs> yeah. into the program, uh, and we're going we're to bring him back in. Please welcome back to the program the chief surgeon of Arms Room Radio, Dr. John Adeen. Hey, guys. How are we doing? It's good, good to see you face-to-face. -face. I, I know. Isn't this, this is great. It's, what, what a venue, huh? What, what, no, I mean, the this things is that are going on outside this, this room right now, incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. The people here are, I mean, they are the grassroots they are the, the, the people that make things happen in the Second Amendment community as far as getting laws passed and getting cases in front of the courts. And uh, I'm just happy to be here amongst them. It's yeah, really, it's a, it's so really some would call them the point of the spear, another would call them the blunt end of the bat. <laughs> yeah. The brains yeah. of the operation. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yep. That's, that's amazing. Uh, John, now uh, you uh, you were out there exercising. I saw you a little bit. You were walking around the room doing something. Uh, oh yeah, out there. we we had the uh, concealed carry fashion show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rick Ector was supposed to do it, but uh, he couldn't make it. So I was volunteer. I mean, I volunteered. Right. You were volunteer. Yes, I was told. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was stand was here fun. and put this on. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. So I was I was carrying a belly band and and under my jacket, and I got to show off every all my goods. And uh, it was fun. We had a good time with it. It's a it's a it's a great program, and it kind of you know what I, I didn't realize they were gonna do it right there. You know, I, we were we were out there uh, grabbing a quick snack between segments, and, uh, and and all of a sudden the fashion show was going on, and uh, Dr. John Adeen walked past, and uh, I think he made a few dollars out there too. Uh, uh, I think I did. I might say that you had the runway on fire. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I was strutting my stuff. <laughs> Looked like a model from a J.C. Penney catalog. That's it. That's Montgomery it. Wards. Oh. 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 No, I'm sorry. Land's End. Land's End. Okay. Dr. John, you, you were here at the at GRPC a little bit earlier today uh, and, and, and attended uh, another portion of the program. Uh, right. It was called, it's called AMCON, which is the Alternative Multimedia Conference. And so it was um, bloggers, podcasters, YouTubers, and I was on a panel with people who go on a lot of shows. Right, right. So I was I was actually talking from the other side of the, of the uh, interview. I was the interviewee side. So okay. we had a nice panel and we discussed a lot of uh, interesting things. It was fun. It was a good time. It was, uh, you know, we, we got here uh, a, a little bit late. Uh, our flights uh, came in a little late today and, and got to go in and watch what was going on. It was very nice for, for the media folks and or for anybody that wants to think about venturing into the media or just seeing, you know, some of the thoughts and minds in the media and it, it seemed to be a... Right. Very, very nice. Uh, yeah, there was a great friend. lineup of, of, of people who were speaking yeah. and people with a lot of experience. Right. And uh, you know, and the other thing, it was nice because there was a lot of two-way. There was a lot of conversation. Yes. And yeah. so it wasn't just somebody standing up there and talking. It was actually a dialogue back and forth. And, you know, I mean, Mark Walters talked about interview techniques, right? You know, interview technique Mark Walters uses? Have a conversation. Yeah, right. That's all there is to it. Right. And uh, so that's why, I mean, I mean, it's those kind of things that make 
the advice that's given so valuable? Because as somebody who's got experience, who's who's a master at his art, you know, I mean, I'm a master at my art of orthopedic surgery, but I'm certainly no master of interviews and, and that kind of stuff. But I enjoy it. It's it's fun, and we're able to get information out to to you people, right? right? You, the listener. And that's who we're talking to. It, it's important to do stuff like that because you know not only I mean, unfortunately we don't people don't just listen to radio or read blogs or whatnot for information. They also do it for entertainment. So it's important to make sure that the questions that you're asking are informative. The answers that you're giving are informative, that you're providing information, you're providing something that people are going to enjoy and want to come back to. Uh, too often, I think, sometimes we can get into these long soliloquies or single space long <laughs> long paragraphs. Beep. That's all right. That's all right. That's what we got that eight second button for, Greg. We're good. It's okay. We'll be all good. But uh, but you can get into these, I mean, Assignations. really, you, there you go. <laughs> Um, but but it's important to be able to do it in a way that is going to be able to communicate to people in a way that's going to make them want to come back. Right, and, and, and let's not get too technical and too geeky. You know, let's keep it on a level that everybody understands. And uh, although you got some people who are just so far above all of us, they can't help it. It's tough. Yeah. Like I said, we were, you know, I, I love listening to uh, Dr. John Lott as we talked about, but that's you got to focus. You got to, you got to, you got to, I got to get the the Bugs Bunny out of my brain when I'm sitting there listening to him. I've, I've got, to, I've got to watch and pay attention. But, uh, Craig, I just want to go back. You kind of mentioned something there. You talk to people. You talk to people yes. every day. You do coffee with Craig. I do, I do a, a daily, uh, well, you will call it live feed on Facebook Craig. called Coffee with Craig, and you know it literally is my rant of the day. The thing that is bugging me the most in the gun world uh, that particular day. And we also use it as a way in which to help educate people as to what's going on. And once again, I don't, I don't get hyper-technical. I figure if you want to get hyper-technical, there'll be a link there. You can go and read all the stuff that you want to read on it. But I try to do it in a way that, once again, that communicates to people. And I answer people's questions to the degree that I can. I always tell them, I'm not a lawyer. Most importantly, I'm not your lawyer. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I didn't sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Yeah, but if you need a lawyer, if you need yeah, a lawyer, we got one right there. We got one. We, we, we got that, one. Actually, you were talking about the fact that you got in here late. I got in here way early because I had depositions in Fort Worth Wednesday and Thursday. It was a lot of fun, by the way, when you get all the way here and they go, my lawyer said I can't answer you. It's, it's a blast. It's a blast. <laughs> uh, no, but that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a good point. Like you said, you... you you just go out and you communicate and you talk to them. You keep it on. You keep everything on a level. But that's what we try to do. That's what we always try to do here. That's why I love having you guys on because we we all we we we, we talk the same level. John, you don't come out you know at me with the medical speak. Kevin doesn't come at me with the law with the law talk. We we all talk as uh, you know we're communicating to to each other. We're not we're not trying to impress each other with big words. Well, you know, but it's also helpful because there are a lot of people who who could possibly be hearing this, who are not necessarily two A you know, yeah. activists. Right, and so right. to communicate in a way that will help get them interested and engaged and get deeper into understanding the issue is important. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, Dr. John, uh, I don't know I don't know if you've got to run. If we get you back a couple more segments, sure. wonderful. If not, uh, I want to say uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, Craig, I know you're going to be sitting with us the rest of the program. Kevin, I don't know, there might be a... Who knows, another, another fashion show he's going to run off and take a look at because uh, Kevin's, a, Kevin's a busy man. But listen, that's the first hour of the program. I want to thank everybody for, for joining us the first hour. we got another hour coming up. Uh, until, until we see you second hour, please remember, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready.
Have fun. Stay free. And keep your knives and your scalpels sharp and your mind sharper. the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at KelTechWeapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the mobile Caltech studios. We are coming to you live from the Gun Rights Policy Conference, the 32nd annual Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. Hey, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I am your host, lead guitarist, driver of the Winnebago, and deputy chief cook and bottle washer. Uh, let me go around the room real quick and introduce all, all, the, all the players in the room with me today. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. His name is Earl, and he's not in the room at the moment, folks. I don't know where he is. He just wandered away. So that's, I wanted to give it to you. I know you were waiting for that. So uh, don't worry about it. Earl will be back soon. I'm sure he'll wander into the room. 
There was a, they got a dessert bar out there, so I think that's where he is at the, at the moment, at the dessert bar. But uh, hey, listen, on my right, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for uh, for joining us back here at the uh, at, at the old Mobile Caltech Studios. And I know it's a there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of stuff to see, and a lot of people to talk to. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate the, appreciate the self discipline, sir, to come back and sit behind the microphone. My self discipline. Yeah, yeah, yours, not mine, not mine. Yeah, mine's mine's shot, mine's gone. Uh, but on the left, because he's from the left coast. Please welcome back to the program the host of Coffee with Craig, Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition. Pleasure to be here from the belly of the beast. The belly of the beast. You know what? I, I know we talk about this a lot. Uh, that's brutal out there. It's brutal in California. It, you know, it, it is, but what I always tell folks who live in... in Free America, or as I like to call it, America. America, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a, a, if we weren't fighting the fights in places like California, in Massachusetts, or in New Jersey, or in Hawaii, uh, you'd be fighting these very, very same fights in other states. That's exactly so right. So yeah. I, I like to consider we're, we're basically the front lines when it comes to the Second Amendment. Yeah, see, he doesn't believe in Sun Tzu. He fights the enemy where they are, not where they aren't. <laughs> it's, well, you know, listen, if, if you try to conserve ammo, it's, it's a lot better to fight them where they are. Than, than where they where are. Where they aren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's a lot of recon by fire. Otherwise, that's, that's, a, that's my a favorite method. <laughs> that's it. Um, hey, uh, talking about California issues and everything that you're doing out there, I want to bring in uh, a, a, another gentleman to the show, somebody that we've, we've, known for, we've known for a couple of years now. Not currently in California anymore. An escapee. An escapee of California. So I, I want to I bring him into the program. But I, I'm sure, listen, if you're listening to us, I'm sure you've listened to, to Robert before. It's Robert Morris. He's, he has his podcast for Polite Society and Self-Defense Gun Rights. Self-Defense Gun Stories. Self-Defense Gun Stories. Man, I always mess that up. I always mess it's it okay. up. okay. That's why you keep me around to correct it. It's okay. <laughs> we got a deal. Um, um, Rob, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for coming back in, uh, or thanks for coming into the program and enjoying us here. From California... And, but but well, I'm sorry, recently escapee from California, no, long, successful, no longer there. Successful, right. Now in Louisiana, I, when Texas was between me and California, I felt safe. I could finally <laughs> stop, right, just over the border. But I most recently San Diego for 13 years. So. Oh, wow. Well, we miss you. The, uh, yeah. the former home of an NFL team. The part, right, right. Former home of a lot. Of <laughs> yeah. They're in L.A. and he's in L.A. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and Kevin uh, from L.A. also. I was, yes. He's Lower from, Alabama. Lower Alabama. Lower Alabama, <laughs> right? Which is what it means to you and I now, yeah. right? <laughs> That's uh, Kevin's from uh, um, uh, Greenbow, actually. Uh-huh. Greenbow, Alabama. I'm from Lickskillet. Lickskillet. I get them confused. I get them confused. Either I know they're both right next to No Shoe. Alabama. You keep saying that. That's, that's, I've been, I've been they're next that to Ohatchee, which is an Indian name for... Don't have moccasins. Don't have moccasins, exactly right. Which just means no shoe, by the way. Just, um, just saying, they don't say it. Is it they don't call it no shoe. It's, it's a <laughs> yes, they do. Just they another use, language. They use an Indian word. They use an Indian word. Uh, Rob, tell us about the tell us about the, the, the program. Tell us about the podcasts. The Polite Society podcast used to be called Politics and Guns, and as you gentlemen found out. Shot Show is a wonderful place to meet people. Right. We walked up to a lot of vendors and said, "We're." 
with a podcast called Politics and Guns. They heard the word politics. Yeah. We, I can't repeat what they heard on right. this program because you'd beep it out. Right. So we go, what's it going to be? The little pink rainbows and kids. Ah, the Polite Society podcast from the Robert Heinlein quote, a polite, an armed society is a polite society. Exactly right. Um, my own podcast, that's an ensemble of four to six people. Right. Like you. Oh, who's available this weekend, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right, um, right. Self-Defense Gun Stories is a snack bite of a podcast. I try and keep it under 15 minutes. Okay. What part of uh, the Rifleman, you know, the NRA publication, oh, yeah. do you read? Yeah, you go to the <coughs> stories in the back, the success stories. Armed the citizen stories, stories yeah. right? Yeah. And I was talking to Andrew Breitbart, when, obviously when he was still alive, I can't do it anymore. Right, um, right. And he goes, one of the reasons he got so drawn into media is he didn't, it made him furious to hear the news people turn reality upside down. Here's what happened, and then you'd watch it morph day by day until it became upside down land. So all the self-defense stories that the media reports locally and yet on a national level, oh, that never happens. Right. Yeah. Nope. I'm documenting. What most people don't know is how easy it is to come up with three examples every week. Yeah. From that week. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. What What's the fun part for all of us, because we've been in the community, here's someone who was successful. I only look at the successes. Were they wise or were they lucky? And sometimes they did it absolutely right, and sometimes they go, oh, you're so lucky that you turned the way you did because things could have turned out right. so bad. For right. So let's learn from both. Yeah, They're both successes, but they, they're both illustrative. How do people how do people listen to them? For those that they're not familiar with the, with the, with the podcast, how do they get a hold of them? You can get them in your phone. Which is the know, best way. Every yeah, yeah. way. Yeah. But selfdefensegunstories.com, politesocietypodcast.com. That's the easy way. You could, down, you could listen to it on your computer. You, easy way is on your phone any way you want it. That's how I listen. You know, listen, I, 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 well, Craig, I shouldn't say it, but, you know, at the stoplight, I watch morning coffee with Craig. I know I should be paying attention around me, so. But it's Florida no, where I drive, should, so nobody should pays attention. You should be paying attention to me. Yeah, there, 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 <laughs> let us be clear. There you go. Uh, I, I, I routinely uh, pump up the podcasts uh, and, and listen to them in my car. I've got the, my little auxiliary wire, and I just pump it in, and I listen to it, you know, for, for my drive. It's, it's the easy way. I, I actually uh, make the wife listen to them a lot because... She feels like when I put something in, she doesn't she doesn't talk to me. So it's it's it's, it's like a it's like a quiet educational minute for all of us. So it, 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 it I works will tell well. you, I've been in the car when he's gotten pulled over for sitting through red lights. <laughs> they, they think he's drunk, and he they walk up to the car and he and he holds the phone up to him and they watch it together. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, puppy with going, Craig. I haven't seen this morning's I'm just, episode." I'm yeah. just shaking my head, going, "You guys are going to get us all rear-ended." <laughs> Uh, hey, listen, we're coming up on a break. Uh, stick around. we got more program coming up for you. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Mobile Caltech Studios at the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. We'll see you in a few. Deltec's Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. 
Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the off. Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call. 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. 
Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the mobile Caltech Studios at the 32nd Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. Hey, we uh, we, we got, to, you know, listen, every time every time we go to break, I, we stick our heads outside and we go, Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And 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 we couldn't find anybody, and then Alex wandered in. So we got Alex here <laughs> on the program with us. Now, no, no, Alex, everybody, you guys know Alex. He's a, he's a great friend of the program, uh, does incredible things in New Jersey. Uh, let me bring back to the program Alex Rubian from the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. Alex, thank you for joining us. Thanks very much. Uh, you forgot to mention I had a nice cocktail with me. I had some other people waiting for me in the hotel room. Took you away from it. Took I me away from everything. You, you, ruined the, yeah. you literally ruined the party. That's it. That's it. Just blocked him completely. Like, like, like that's the first time he's ever done that. Yeah. Yeah. It it happens. Listen, it's all it's all in the name of Second Amendment rights, and that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Well, what we sacrifice for our Constitution. Exactly. Exactly. Alex, you got you've had some uh, some some great events, some 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 great uh, positive things happening up in New Jersey. Uh, well, I mean, listen, the laws are still the laws in New Jersey, and you guys are fighting tooth and nail every day. Yeah. But some positive things have happened up in New Jersey the past uh, past couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think New Jersey is a great example of how if you can fight behind enemy lines, we can fight anywhere. Craig, you know about fighting behind the enemy lines, don't you? Oh, this is, like this I said, the like belly East of the coast. beast. East Coast, West Coast, <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were messing around before, and I'm like, why does this feel like a Tupac kind of? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's Biggie on Tupac. Yeah, Biggie <laughs> Tupac on <laughs> East Coast, West Coast, kind of. Well played. <laughs> We're at the bar. No, no, I'm not thinking. Like, I'm not thinking. We have to deal with this, and he's like, "Why well, I have to deal with this?" And it was just kind of like, "Are we battling here?" Like, luckily, there's no one from Hawaii around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, some, some victories in in New Jersey. Absolutely. Uh, one of the biggest personal victories that I've had is uh, about two years ago, we held a rally against one of our senators that stabbed us in the back. He used to be actually relatively pro Second Amendment. Stopped a lot of things from happening. He was the Senate president, uh, Senator Sweeney. And uh, in New Jersey, the Senate president actually has like the dictatorship role of saying, we're going to listen to these or we're not going to listen to these bills. So he can stop things before ever being heard by a committee. Uh, then Newtown happened. Oh, yeah. And after Newtown happened, he had aspirations of wanting to run for governor, which we were able to sabotage as well. And, uh, you know, he changed his tone. He started passing gun, you know, gun control bills. He started hearing, you know, Tenron magazine stuff. So we held a rally against him. Long story short, we, you know, had thousands of people that were going to come back to our rally. We had thousands of reservations. A day before the event that we rented out an entire soccer arena, indoor soccer arena, uh, the owner calls me up and says, hey, uh, well, we don't approve of your, you know, of what you want to do. Uh, we're going to cancel the event. This is 18 hours before the event. I have wow. a thousand people coming. I have three thousand dollars of catered food. We have thousands of dollars of printing, of petitions, of paperwork, you name it, all the logistics that goes behind it. Uh, so they didn't back down. We had a long argument. Um, I was able to find another facility. That's awesome, right? Uh, yeah. it, it bothered me to hell that these people did this to us, yeah. that they yeah. sabotaged us. We ended up finding out later down the line that they were actually friends with the senator. He was at a groundbreaking ceremony. So <laughs> I took them to court. Right. I uh, actually represented myself pro se, and which means you represent, you know, you represent yourself. That's a huge big deal, folks. Yeah. And uh, I went up against their big corporate lawyers. I ended up prevailing. Even after I prevailed, and this is how terrible the court system is, they still didn't pay me. And it was only after I tried collecting the funds did I find out why they didn't pay me. Because the New Jersey system is so screwed up, it took me almost a year to be able to collect on those funds to the point where 
they would I had no legal abilities to find out what their assets were and where their bank records were. So what I did was I sent in one of my friends who was recently divorced and I said, Hey, listen, go to this facility, take your little girl with you, pretend you're gonna do a birthday party there, and uh, you know, tell them you don't have a credit card because you're going through a divorce, uh, and just pay them with a check. So they fell for it. They paid with it. Uh, she paid right. with a check, a hundred dollar deposit, and uh, you know, three days later, my bank account is showing their bank account, the bank address, their routing number, the actual local branch where they work out <laughs> of, right all in the back of the check. Right. Immediately, I went right to the court sheriff. I said, "Here's their bank information." They uh, issued a turnover fund from the bank. They seized over fifteen thousand dollars, know, sixteen thousand something and change, because right. they had to pay the sheriff and everything else. Uh, and we prevailed. I got a check mm. for $15,123 awarded to me because this facility canceled and breached our contract. And uh, it was a massive victory for us. It took over two years, but I did not let down. And this is why I think it's adamant that people always fight. Always. Don't ever let these anti-gunners and these people that hate our ability to exercise constitutional rights from ever prevailing against you. Yeah, you take all of Bloomberg's money away from him, he'll stop this. Yeah, exactly. And it was also the point that this happens all the time. You know, we see the discrimination that goes on. You know, look what happened with uh, Ben Shapiro at Berkeley. $600,000 in private security fees because the left... It does everything in their power to shut down our ability for free speech, our ability for Second Amendment, and so forth. And we're we're too polite, so we we allow it to happen. And and the thing is, is though we have to stand up and fight because if we don't, then then more and more they're going to continue to push the line. Exactly. It's important for us to yeah. stand up and stand up with the same level of of aggression that they do. Well, see, that's the key word right there, aggression, right? When you and I, you and I have, a, we, we, let's say we have a, de- a debate or a conversation, right? I'm going to treat you the same way that you're going to probably treat me. And this is something I, I have said and I've been attacked over and over and over about, especially about Donald Trump. Donald Trump did not create the left's hatred and anger against America. Right. He exposed right. it. Yeah. Let me repeat that. He exposed it. And this is why when they fight us... In their minds, they're thinking to themselves, I know what I would do to you if I had a gun. I don't want those people having guns. And that is psychologically what they're thinking deep down inside. Because look how they behave just over words. I'll give you a great great example is now this this move in California to remove firearms from school campuses. Mm -hmm. There have been, since creation of concealed carry permits in California in 1917 from then until 2016 guess what there were concealed carry permit holders with guns on campuses oh my guess god how, oh my god the horror and how many incidents were there oh, thousands had to be had to be bloodshed yeah. every day millions blood street blood all over the streets of the the campuses right yeah not even close yeah <laughs> not even one not one not one incident but but that's the thing it's like well if there's going to be all these shootings don't you think there would have been? I'm a school board member, mm-hmm. and I had one of my fellow school board members say, I just wouldn't feel comfortable you know, having someone here with a gun. I said, you do realize in every meeting I'm armed, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is everywhere. This is every and, and then they're shocked. Well, why didn't it go off? Yeah. This is every argument we've ever seen. Every argument we've seen uh, you know, in Florida and the southeast. We talked to everybody in Georgia. This is New Jersey's argument. This is California's yeah. argument. This is if we allow this gun law to pass – 
there'll be it's going to be a wild west shootout. There's going to be blood in the streets. If the, if we allow concealed weapon license to be issued in Florida in 1986, it's going to be blood on the streets. Everybody's going to be fighting at the gas station and shooting each other. Never happened. Never, Never happened. happened. If we allow we allow campus carry to happen in Texas and in Georgia, there's going to be bloodshed everywhere. It's 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 never happened. If we allow them to carry firearms into places that serve alcohol, drunks are going to be shooting each other. It's it's never happened. It's never it's, happened. It's never happened because, and this is the this is the part that that that, that astounds me. I remember during the after the Newtown shooting when they wanted to ban assault weapons, when you would talk to the liberal side and you would show them and you would say, listen, this is a rifle. It's not an assault weapon. This is a rifle that shoots single. It just looks like a military weapon. Oh my God. If I had a rifle like that, that's the kind I would go kill a hundred people with. And Who says that? Yeah. We right. don't say that. Yeah. We don't we, think we, that way. Yeah, why, we, why would you yeah. go kill a hundred people? Because I could. Yeah. Well, then maybe you should go get some mental health counseling right now. <laughs> yeah. And we and we see that mentality. I mean, we had we had an event. We were publicly just having a nice informational seminar talking about you know our organization at a public fair. One woman literally walks by and says, "I hope your children die from a gun." <laughs> like, just, to, I mean, but just think about the mindset you have to have yeah. to look at us just sitting there, like yeah. you and I are sitting right now, right, all of right. us talking about. Our constitutional rights, our right. natural rights, forget, right. you know, about yeah. anything else. And this woman walks by and says, I hope your, your children die with a gun. You know, that's the kind of anger, hatred, and animosity they have towards us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's disgusting that, you know, today, right now, the people, the, the, how they water down the word racism and oppression, right? You know, and, and it's an injustice right. to the history of, Amer- you know, of America, to the history of African Americans, to call people racist just for, for the sake of calling people racist. Right, exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. then they talk about oppression, and I to keep telling people, yeah. I want you to go to Cuba like my grandparents <laughs> okay. fled from yeah. in the late 50s and my other family fled from the 70s. You go live there for a couple of weeks, and right. your iPhone will be taken away. You can't paint your car. Right. You can't get a new car, right. uh, you know, and, and so forth. And right. then we'll talk about oppression. But to say that America is being oppressive, that America is being racist, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. You know? Right, right. But even yeah, if you yeah, look, utopia, yeah, if you yeah, look yeah, at Charlottesville, yeah, and I know yeah, we're coming down, yeah. if you look at Charlottesville, you have a couple hundred people, maybe a thousand people right, tops, right. and to say that's reflective of American values, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, folks, we're, we're, we're coming up on the break here. Stick around. We're going to have more with, uh, with everybody in the room. We're going to come back from the Gun Rights Policy Conference here in Texas. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Mobile Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Mobile Caltech Studios at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Joined in the room, told you we'd be right back, obviously, Kevin Maxwell, the uh, the, the co-host extraordinaire on the program. We have our guest co-host this week, Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition. And sitting in with us, we're going to jump right back into the conversation, Alex Rubian for the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. Uh, Alex, we, we we didn't get a chance to talk about stun guns and the tasers. No, we didn't. We have actually a lot of victories in our state, and it's been a lot. It's been an incredible time for New Jersey. Uh, I, I real I honestly believe that we're going to look back at this 50 years from now, and people are going to be writing about history about all these battles between California, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, and it's just going to be a great story that we could talk about 
with our grandchildren, I think. Right, right. But, uh, you know, the other major victory that we had, um, wow, it's actually over a year ago that we, uh, we initiated a lawsuit against the state of New Jersey uh, for the outright ban and possession of stun guns and tasers. Okay. Uh, we ended up prevailing in April. Uh, which was an incredible victory for us, and we did not back down. Our new lawyers, um, Steven Stambioli, Ryan Watson, Adam Beck from California, I mean, phenomenal guys. Like th- What they've done in New Jersey has just been incredible. We fought tooth and nail, and come October 23rd, I'm not kidding when I say this, we're going to have constitutional purchase and carry of stun guns and tasers, which... For New Jersey is an incredible yeah, accomplishment. Huge feat. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. you guys are all carrying, yeah. you know, yeah. real guns. Right, right. But uh, you know, for New Jersey standards, that's incredible. For the first time in New Jersey history, right? In New Jersey history, we had a judge proclaim that the Second Amendment guarantees the right to possess and own electronic devices and firearms. And, and that know, is in a court order, judgeship signed off on it. And you know, one of the things that we've we've used to kind of capitalize on that ruling is we send demand letters to cities got, yeah. all throughout the country, mm-hmm. and they're changing their laws based on this particular based on this particular case because yeah. they're yeah. like, hey, we 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 know if we get sued, we know we're going to lose. Right. Yeah. Here's here's here's, here's yeah. case law. Here's, yeah. Yeah. Here's, and, here's and the precedent. It's, it's a case law about it, but you also need, and I think I believe you used one of the same lawyers that we did, Steve. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Which was, uh, which I actually was really happy because I adore what you guys do because I understand the things that you go through, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I saw I think it was Stephen's name on it, yeah. right? And um, and I and I immediately contacted him. I was like, why don't you say you're doing this with them? He goes, man, I'm so busy with all these lawsuits, I'm losing track of everything. So it, it was great to see that, and. and you know they're also cutting us. You know they're also cutting us up a check for forty three thousand yeah. dollars from New Jersey. You know which sucks because it's coming out of the pay. You know the taxpayers. So sure. Technically, I'm paying for that. Right. But um, you know, uh, it, it, I think it, the times are changing. The attitude is shifting. You know, we see one one of the things that I kind of appreciate about the. No, I, I'm sorry, I take that back. I don't appreciate anything about the permitting system. But one thing we can actually capitalize off the permitting system is how many are being issued. Right. And when you go to the police departments, they're like, listen, we're backlogged for months. Some people are waiting two years for their permits. And that joke, and, and you go to Newark, it's not just like a you know white, rich neighborhood right, thing. Right, yeah. You go to every Democrat controlled, Democrat, you know, whatever. A Freudian slip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like there's signs on the door. We have like a collage of them, like, sorry, we're backlogged six months, a year. You know, we're looking at 18 months wait for people to get their permits. That goes to show that it doesn't cross Democrat, Republican, liberal, left, right. right. LGBTQ community is the largest growing demographic of firearms owners. My gay cousins from Ohio, they called me up. They, and I was very surprised they didn't even tell me about it. But they're like, yeah, we've been carrying, you know, I would never go out without my gun now. And it's right. one of the most reassuring things. And they were hardcore Hillary left-wing liberals. You know, they're like, it's our right. It's our right to protect themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. it's funny working in the California legislature. You know, I'll get Democratic staffers who come over to me like they're about to, they're about to tell me a dirty secret and be like, they'd be like, I, I own guns. I, I like to go shooting. Oh, exactly. Shh. Yeah, we get that all the time. Oh, all yeah. the time. It's, like it's, it's time to come out of the gun closet. Yeah, the gun closet, <laughs> exactly. One of the things that, you know, if, if people go to nj2as.org, go to the news section, you're going to see all the campaigns that we've launched against uh, legislators. And We have the senators, and then on the other side, they're called assembly people. So assembly men and assembly women. And we've just been one by one, uh, you know, picking them off. 
and going after each one. And it's amazing the response we get from them. The minute we start attacking them, suddenly they want to be our friends. Now they're taking us out to, you know, oh, let's have a meeting. Let's grab some drinks. Let's grab some dinner. We want to talk about this. And, and they've never had that attitude before. And a majority of them say the same thing. That, oh, well, listen, I, I actually just got my permit. Yeah, it was a little weird. It took eight months. Now, and I tell them, if we were talking about voting rights, if we were talking about welfare checks, yeah. if we we're talking about anything else, social security, disability, you name it, you guys would be up in arms. Why is it any different from, you know, your um, your base waiting six months to get a permit? You know, it, it, there's no difference. It's it's Jim Crow. It's discrimination because you know these people cannot afford wealthy uh, wealthy lawyers to go and fight on their behalf. That there's been a delay. That these cops are you know uh, asking for additional legal requirements and so forth. And you know that's really why. I mean, you got to support guys like Craig, the state organizations that are literally on the front lines fighting every day because they understand it. That's where it is. That's where it is. It's and that's what that's what's beauty about the, the gun rights policy conference here. We're not talking about. National policy only. Obviously, that's going on. But yeah. this is this is. I mean, all the states are, they're here that have organizations that have somebody in the fight that could afford to send somebody here. This is what we've got going on, and this is this is what's going through here. We just met people from Minnesota outside the outside the door here that we'll uh, we'll end up talking to at some point. My membership to the ACLU is almost as important as my membership to the NRA. Yeah. They protect the Constitution. Sometimes they they go a little left-handed, but they protect the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, the ACLU in New Jersey hasn't been. Actually, the only time the ACLU from New Jersey actually contacted me was when I held a. <laughs> you want to talk about our strategies? We actually held a protest at a not a senator's office, at a senator's house. We went to his house multiple weekends on a, one after the other. Uh, the Senate president of all. Of, he had private security show up, didn't yeah, he? He had pri- the, the, yeah. the the police chief <laughs> shows up in his Hawaiian shorts, right out of vacation. You know, he was at the Jersey Shore or some sort. <laughs> the police chief himself of the uh, of the town came to the guy's house. They had four armed uh, four armed police officers, uh, four police cars there, and so forth. And um, you know, like suddenly they're passing a law in the town that bans protesting at <laughs> at, at, at private residents, people's homes, right? But the same guy, you know, who's you know they call him the union thug. He's a big union. You know, he's an iron worker and so forth. Um, the same guy. He, his unions were hel- having protests at uh, construction uh, uh, developers' ha- homes oh, yeah. that weren't using their unions. Right, right. sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. how hypocritical that this guy yeah. says, well, you can't protest in my oh, house. Oh, exactly. But Hypoc- my unions Hypocrit- go- much? Yeah, yeah. Chief yeah. of police didn't show up at the yeah. developers' houses. To no, he didn't, of course. Yeah, yeah no, he didn't. No, and that's because, no. you know, they were showing up with big rats and inflatable uh, rats yeah. uh, in, in the back of people's trucks. Right. So that really goes to demonstrate the hypocrisy. And that's part of, that's honestly part of the, the tactics and strategies that we use that you have to identify and isolate the enemy. And that was the whole goal there. Because now you're actually demonstrating the hypocrisy. Most people never knew about the situation about Carol Ballon being murdered. And right. after we brought light to that, we didn't go to the guy's office and uh, we're going to waste time. I'm going to sit down and have a meeting with you like we have been for five years. We went right to his home. You know, We protested his house. And it was the largest, most number one read and commented article in NJ.com history. It's actually pretty comical. You guys can Google. You guys can look it up on our website. Mm-hmm. He ended up turning his sprinklers on. So what did I do? I told the kids, hey, guys, start jumping through the sprinklers and playing in it. Right. Yeah. You know? And yeah. we, made it, we made entertainment out of it. It was, it was right. comical. Right. But uh, you know, then they ended up banning... Uh, protesting in a person's house. It actually, and, and, and truth be told, the ACLU actually called me and said, "Hey, we find this very, you know, disturbing that they uh, banned protesting. You know, we're going to look into this." I, sure enough, the town's attorneys were pretty damn good, and they looked up some 
uh, case law that went up to the United States Supreme Court. Um, it was a Frisbee case. That's what it was. That uh, it was some people protesting at an abortion clinic's doctor's house. And uh, because of that case, they actually ended up finding ways of banning protesting okay. at people's private residence. Right. I bet the developers are happy to hear that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but you know, I'll be I'll be surprised if any of those no uh, one show up to enforce it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we found some loopholes. We're actually thinking of some good ideas on how we can still go back to the guy's house and provoke and push him to make sure. Listen, you mess with our rights, we're going to be your worst enemy, or we can be your best friend. Check and see if he's got an office listed on his income tax return in his home. Now it's a place of business. That's right. Well, that's a good idea, but we also found his second residence, which, <laughs> you know, that, oh, yeah. that over where, where the girlfriend lives. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, he's pointing fingers. Uh. Well, put it this way. He, he, his, the, the neighboring property, he, he uh, has his beautiful home right on a park, and the neighboring property is a public park. So we found a nice little way of saying, that's hey, it. we're going to hold an event at here at the public park. park. At the public yep, park. Yep. Yep. And, uh, oh, it just by happened, we're having gigantic billboards driving by his home at the same time. <laughs> Alex, how, how can people follow what you're doing? You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on face, uh, Facebook at New Jersey Second Amendment Society. And always go to our website, nj2as.org. You can donate, become a member, and we guarantee you we're going to show you guys how to fight throughout the rest of the country about what we can accomplish in New Jersey. Now you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Celtic Studios. We'll see you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, 
When customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the mobile Caltech studios. Folks, we are here at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Uh, normally, we would have had uh, Major Bill on the program here, and we would have done our Fallen Heroes segment to the program. Major Bill is still decisively engaged in hurricane recovery down in South Florida. So uh, we, we've given him the bye this week, and we still have to We want to talk to you about Fallen Hero. And rather than do the traditional Fallen Hero uh, hey, Kevin, we've got we've got a topic we're going we're going to hit on today. We, we are. Uh, it is coming up on the anniversary of the Battle of Mogadishu, and there were quite some impressive heroes in that battle. And today's fallen hero is going to be on the sacrifices made during that engagement. Folks, so so let me uh, if you give me a moment here, I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you and I'm gonna give you some facts uh, of what happened in the Battle of Mogadishu, and we're gonna honor some 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 true American heroes. This is a story about two Delta Force legends, Gary Gordon and Randall Shugart, and their acts of valor, for which they received medals of honor and entered the Hall of Fame of Bravest American Soldiers in History. Gary I. Gordon and Randall David Shugart were snipers in the 1st Special Forces Operational Detachment Delta, which is an elite unit of the United States Army. During Operation Gothic Serpent in Mogadishu, Somalia, on October 3rd, 1993, they sacrificed their own lives to protect four critically wounded downed helicopter crew members. They did that despite the fact that large numbers of armed, hostile Somalis were converging on the area. Mission commanders denied their request to go there and protect the site of the downed helicopter until reinforcements arrived. Mission commanders said that the situation was already too dangerous for the Delta snipers to effectively protect the Black Hawk crew from the ground, but they insisted. Master Sergeant Gary I. Gordon was born August 30, 1960, and died October 3, 1993, in Mogadishu, Somalia. He is a posthumous recipient of the Medal of Honor. At the time of his death, he was a non-commissioned officer in the United States Army's Premier Special Operations Unit, the 1st Special Forces Operational Detachment Delta, that's 1SFODD, also known as Delta Force. Together with Sergeant First Class Randy Shugart, he was awarded the Medal of Honor for heroic actions he performed during Operation Gothic Serpent in the Battle of Mogadishu. 
Gary I. Gordon was born in Lincoln, Maine, and graduated from Matanawak Academy in 1978. He enlisted in the U.S. Army the same year at age 18. After serving with the 2nd Battalion of the 10th Special Forces Group, he was chosen to join Delta Force as a sniper. Before deploying with his unit to Somalia, he married his wife Carmen and together had two children. Sergeant First Class Randall David Shugart was born October 13, 1958 and died October 3, 1993. He was a soldier in the United States Army Special Operations Unit, Delta Force. Randall D. Shugart posthumously received the Medal of Honor together with Gary I. Gordon for their heroic actions during the Battle of Mogadishu in October 1993. Randy Shugart was born in Lincoln, Nebraska into an Air Force family. After his father, Herbert Shugart, left the Air Force, the Shugarts moved to Newville, Pennsylvania to live and work on a dairy farm. He joined the Army while attending Big Spring High School in Newville, entering upon graduation in 1976. After completing basic training course, Shugart successfully completed advanced individual training, airborne school, and in 1978 was assigned to the 2nd Ranger Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment at Fort Lewis, Washington. Several months later, he completed a pre-Ranger course, currently known as Small Unit Ranger Tactics, was granted, to a, was granted a slot to attend Ranger School, graduated, and earned the Ranger tab. Shugart left active duty and went into the Army Reserve in July 1980. In December 1983, Shugart returned to active duty and the following year attended Special Forces training. Shugart was assigned to the Delta Force and was transferred to Fort Bragg, North Carolina in June 1986. Shugart was deployed to Mogadishu, Somalia in 1993 as part of Task Force Ranger Operations. On October 3, 1993, Gary Gordon was sniper team leader during Operation Gothic Serpent, which later became known as the Battle of Mogadishu. A joint force assault mission to apprehend key advisors to Somali warlord Mohammed Farah Idid and warlord himself, if possible. During the assault, one of the Army's Black Hawk helicopters providing insertion and air support to the assault team was shot down and crashed in the city. Helicopter with call sign Super 6-1 was shot down. A combat search and rescue team was dispatched to the first crash site to secure it, and a short time later, another Black Hawk, Super 6-4, was shot down as well. Available Ranger forces on the ground were not able to assist the downed helicopter crew of the second crash site as they were already engaged in heavy combat with Somalia's militia in making their way to the first crash site. Gary Gordon and his Delta Force sniper teammates, Sergeant First Class Randy Shugart and Sergeant First Class Brad Hollings, who were providing sniper cover from the air, wanted to be dropped at the second crash site in order to protect the four critically wounded crew, despite the fact that large numbers of armed, hostile Somalis were converging on the area. Mission commanders denied the request. In fact, they said the situation was already too dangerous for the three Delta snipers to effectively protect the Black Hawk crew from the ground because they were outnumbered by overwhelming Somali militias. The command's position was that the three of them could be of more assistance by continuing to provide air cover. Gary Gordon, however, concluded that there was no way, no way, the downed Black Hawk crew could survive on their own because they were outnumbered and critically wounded. He keeps repeating his request twice until he finally received permission to engage. Sergeant First Class Brad Hollings had assumed control of a minigun after a crew chief was injured and was not inserted with Randy Shugart and Gary Gordon. 
Once on the ground, they were armed with only their personal weapons and sidearms. Randy Shugart and Gary Gordon fought their way to the downed Blackhawk. By this time, more Somali militiamen were arriving who were intent on either capturing or killing the American servicemen. When they reached the site of Super 6-4, Gordon and Shugart extracted the pilot, Chief Warrant Officer Mike Durant, and the other crew members from the aircraft and established a defensive perimeter around the crash site. Despite having inflicted heavy casualties against the Somalis, the two Delta snipers were outnumbered and outgunned. Their ammunition nearly depleted, Gordon and Shugart were killed by Somali militia's gunfire. Later investigation and reconstruction concluded that Gordon was first to be killed. His teammate, Shugart, retrieved Gordon's Car 15 and gave it to Michael Durant to use. Shortly after, Shugart was killed and Durant was taken alive. Immediately after the battle, the Somalis counted at least 25 of their own men dead, with many more severely wounded. Gary Gordon and Randy Shugart were the only soldiers participating in Operation Gothic Serpent, the Battle of Mogadishu, to receive the military's highest honor and the first Medal of Honor recipients since the Vietnam War. The Gary I. Gordon and Randall D. Shugart were true warriors and finest American heroes. They became legends. Gary I. Gordon and Randall D. Shugart, you are not forgotten. Folks, that's going to do it for the program today. I appreciate everybody joining us. We've got a, we had a bunch of good guests on the program. We're going to have uh, some more recordings coming up for you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, for now, got to thank Mr. Alan Gottlieb and his whole staff at the Second Amendment Foundation, Andrew, Julianne, Jennifer, and, and everybody else. Uh, I, might, I might be forgetting. You know, without them, we'd, we'd have a lot less Second Amendment rights. We'd have a lot less of our other constitutional rights as well. I want to thank the guests we did have on the program, Marcus Weldon. You could check out his book, The Santa Shooter, Guilty Until Proven Innocent. That's over there on Amazon.com. Again, that's the Santa Shooter, Guilty Until Proven Innocent. Our friend Rob Morse from Polite Society Podcast and the Self-Defense Gun Stories Podcast. And go over to AmmoLand.com and you can check out uh, some of the stories that Rob writes for them. Our, our, my good friend and co-host, guest co-host for the week, Mr. Craig Deleuze. You could check out Craig over at the Firearms Policy Coalition. That's firearmspolicy.org, firearmspolicy.org. And, of course, make sure you tune in, go to their Facebook page, and see Morning Coffee with Craig. I have to thank Dr. John Adine, the Chief Surgeon of Arms Room Radio. You can go out and check Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. That's drgo.us, drgo.us. And then Mr. Alex Rubian from the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. Alex is a great guest. We love having him back on the program, and we'll get him back on again for you soon. Check out Alex over at nj2as.org, nj2as.org. Uh, again, folks, thanks for joining us, and please, please, please remember, till we see you again, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready, and if you are ready, stay ready. And don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone. We'll see you next week. Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, 
when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 